this Christmas time always seems to allow hope to flourish in our lives in ways that it doesn't often happen in other parts of the year. There's a sense, there's an optimism, there's an anticipation that comes at Christmas time that we don't get at other times of the year. And just to let you know, I'm full of hope this year. Arsenal will make the top four. However, I'm very privileged that my father is in the house this evening. And my father, along with my mother, have even more hope than I have ever had. Every Christmas, without fail, two trays will pass along my seat at the table. A tray of parsnips and a tray of Brussels sprouts. That's all they do, is they just pass from left to right. So they have more hope, more faith than I will ever have. But that's what I want us to consider because sometimes for some of us in our Christian walk, Christmas can be a bit of an anticlimax. Challenges happen. Perhaps you're sitting here this evening, you've lost a loved one. Relationships have disintegrated. Your job is challenging. Life is not always easy. It's never necessarily Christmas for us as joyful and expectant as we initially anticipate. But regardless of your circumstances today, I believe that there's a unique optimism and hope that can saturate every heart and every life at Christmas time. We're walking into a new year, we're walking into a new decade, and with that come new possibilities, fresh blue sky thinking, new landscapes to see where God wants to work and operate in our hearts. And at this Christmas time, I hope that your heart has been enlarged. I hope that your capacity to grow has increased and that breakthrough has been your portion in the carols and the hymns and the songs that we've just been singing. Everywhere I go recently, all you see are people filled with hope. People are leaning in to the presence of God and are anticipating a joyful experience at this Christmas time. And I hope and pray that your reality goes way beyond the highest expectation that you could have at this Christmas time. So we, we heard a reading, Matthew 2, 1 through 16. I want to focus really Matthew 2, 1 through 12. There are some learning outcomes for us this evening. Wherever you are, whether you know Jesus or you don't know Jesus, you've known the Lord 20 years or 10 minutes, your hope, your expectations, your desires that you have in your heart today are given to you by God. There is something in the Christmas story that draws people that are probably sat in this room right now into a building like this, into a service like this, that you wouldn't ordinarily come into. There is a longing stirred in the hearts and minds of every single person at Christmas time. But something greater, something more profound is happening. So my question for you this evening is what level of joy are you expecting to experience at Christmas time? Consider this, the level of joy that we experience is directly related to what we're actually seeking. And the starting point for many of us is a person. We think a person will make a significant impact in our lives. We think a person will meet the deepest longings of our needs. And so we end up putting our trust in the wrong things or even the wrong people. What about the right present? You expecting presents at Christmas time? Anybody? I am. 
three points for Arsenal would be great. (laughs) (laughs) The, The reality is that we are all expecting presence. And if you're a child, I'm sure now you are very versed in how you send your mother and father. It's no longer, I would like this or like that. You've got exact links, I find, with sizes and colors and options available to us because we want the right present. We want what we think we need that will meet the deepest longings of our lives because otherwise our lives could be seen as maybe a bit ordinary and we're looking for something that will take us beyond the ordinary into the extraordinary. For some of us, it's a holiday. Amen. I heard a few amens. Pastor Colin, I will get my holiday form to you as soon as possible. (laughs) Too late. (laughs) We are looking, thinking perhaps if we go on holiday somewhere, that we can escape the ordinary. We can escape the challenges of our lives and find joy in an exotic location. A five-star, all-inclusive beach resort in the Caribbean. There's a few takers in the room. (laughs) We are looking for something that will make a lasting impact in our lives, that will transform us out of the here and the now and catapult us into a victorious future. Essentially, we're just like the Magi in Matthew 2. We're searching for something that will ultimately change everything in our lives. And the reality is, for most of us, and I was a serial offender here, is that we were looking for all the wrong things in all the wrong places. The presents that you will open on Christmas Day will not be as central or as precious in your life one day later. You know, the woolly jumper that you get from your mother-in-law? I wouldn't know, I don't have one yet. But, you know, or, or, or the socks that you seem to get, because, you know, you never seem to have enough socks, so that's always a good option as well. Those things will fade, those things will diminish. And if you're anything like my niece who will be opening up presents for the first time this Christmas, it's the wrapping paper. It's not even the present, it's the wrapping paper that we seem to find joy in and then we just move on. The reality is life will move on, things will change, and our history will continue to be written by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Make no mistake, if travel was free, you would never see me again. Some people are like, how can I make travel free? (laughs) I've had the privilege, once with Pastor Colin, of visiting three of the seven wonders of the world. It's an honor and a privilege to be able to visit these incredible landscapes in the world. And you get to see great locations, you interact with incredible people. And I'm sure the same is true for you when you go on your holidays. But the locations are irrelevant because it's always about what's actually going on inside of you. That's what, that's what we need to look at tonight. It's not about the external. It's always about the internal. God works from the inside out. If you aren't experiencing perfect peace from the Prince of Peace, you will perpetually persuade yourself that holiday escapes to exotic locations are the answers to your challenge. However, when we start to look in the right places for the right person at the right time, we encounter him. True joy, unconditional joy, everlasting joy, relentless joy is only found when we find him. And I am a living testament to that. We find Jesus, you will find joy. We see it in verse two. The Magi are looking for Jesus. And Christmas 
was an opportunity for them to encounter Jesus. That same opportunity is afforded to each and every one of you today. And I can confirm this, this and this alone, that that is what Christmas is about. Like you, I like my Christmas pudding, I like my turkey, I like the tinsel. But don't let that rob what God has for you. We see in verse 8 something that we also need to avoid, not to do what Herod did at that moment. He simply lied to others in order to get to Jesus for his own benefit and his own ends. A great pretender. He said to the wise men, go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I may go too and worship him. Herod wanted others to think that he was more in touch with God than he really was. Do you know why? Because he recognized that he could not encounter Jesus and then go on living in the same manner that he had before. Can I get a witness to that? Every person here, once you've encountered Jesus, your life can never be the same again, by definition. Once you've encountered the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, that's it. Your life can be changed and transformed. But we have to accept what God has provided. We have to yield our life, our authority, our possessions, and everything we own over to the King of Kings. He didn't want to do that. And I would suggest for some of us here, we're a bit like that. We don't mind religious things around us. We don't mind even going to church. Hey, you might even know a few scriptures, but we're not ready for that radical transformation of our lives. We're not ready to trust in a king that will make our lives better. We have gotten used to being in charge of our lives and we plan to stay there. This is not a product endorsement, but can I just make something very clear to us this evening? Nike, we all know Nike. They are known for a tagline, just do it. If you don't know Jesus tonight, can I encourage you? Just do it. Surrender your life to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Because what you will find is that the longings will remain. The emptiness will ensue. The heart will continue to ache. The mind will continue to wander. Only God can satisfy the deepest longings of your heart. The most searching questions that you have can only be answered by him. There is only one present this Christmas time that will satisfy your needs. It's not a a present, it's not a place, but a person. Number two. We cannot allow ourselves to be distracted. We can look for the right thing in the wrong place. We can see the Magi were looking for a king. Now, where would you normally find a king? Well, for us, we still have the queen, but let's say for a moment that we're 10 years or 15 years into the future, the reality is Charles will probably be king of this country. Where will we go? Buckingham Palace. That is where you would find a king in this country, in an earthly sense. Their rationality dictated to them that they should go to Herod's palace to find the one that would be king of the Jews. The same is true for us in our own lives. We look for the right thing in the wrong place. The presence of God will not be found in your presence, in your crackers, your mince pies, or your turkeys. I encourage you, take some time this Christmas time to take a step back from the clutter and the chaos and the busyness of life and spend time at the feet of Jesus. Spend time in his presence because he is Emmanuel, God with us. And I pray that you don't just find him, but that he finds you. 
And it's also important to note in this portion of Scripture that the Magi paid the highest price to come and see Jesus. They traveled the greatest distance. Theologians argue somewhere between 900 and 1,000 miles. Their goal was to worship the King of Kings. And I encourage you, as you make that step, know this. It will cost you to follow Jesus. The greater the sacrifice, the greater the reward. And number three, Christmas joy. It's all on offer in level with the gift that we give. The Magi were the only people to make an effort to come and see Christ that cost them something personally. Their sole motive was to glorify Christ the child. They came bearing gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold is obviously appropriate for a king. Jesus was the king of kings, and he is the king of kings. Frankincense, the gift of priesthood. We know that Jesus is the great high priest who intercedes for each and every one of us day and night. And myrrh is a gift affiliated with people who are dying, a fragrant ointment that would be used to anoint the body of somebody before their burial. In giving these specific gifts, they acknowledged that Jesus had come, lived to die for the sins of the world. And I want to suggest to us this evening that some of us here might be those wise men. We know that following Jesus means that we're going to leave people behind and some of our possessions. I've learned this in one or two years of being a Christian. The further you go with Jesus, the less you can take with you. The less pride, the less unforgiveness, the less hatred, the less envy, the less of the things of the world that you can take with you. I pray that God's joy is your portion this Christmas time. You will find joy in worshipping the Lord because you are grateful for what God has done. God's protection, it must be noted, was also upon them in that they were warned in verse 12 in a dream not to go back to Herod and not even to take the same route back. And that's a promise for each and every one of us this evening that as you give your life to Christ, it does not stop there. It continues. The journey continues. His hand will continue to be upon you in every single area of your life. The wise men knew that they had a difficult journey ahead of them, but they journeyed knowing that God was going to look after them. The same is true for you. They came in faith and they left in faith. So in conclusion, I want us to think about what we're thinking about. I want us to think about in who it is that we're looking for, what it is that we are looking for at this Christmas time. How about this? A gift for your family and your loved ones. The gift of love kindness, compassion to your family and friends. In a crowd this size, I'm sure there are people here who are estranged from family members at this Christmas time. And we pray for you as a church. I will encourage you in the spirit of compassion, in the spirit of Christmas, pick up the phone. Make that call. Connect and reconnect with family members at this Christmas time. What about help? There's no one in this room that hasn't been hurt, that hasn't been rejected, that is unsure of their calling or gone through moments of turmoil and confusion in life. What about helping out the person next to you? What about serving them this Christmas time? The Spirit of Christ lives inside of us. We have an opportunity to serve one another. Or the gift of forgiveness towards anyone this Christmas time that has hurt you, that has let you down, that has disappointed you. We are in a position to gift 
what we ourselves have received. In doing this, we reflect the hope, the light, and the love of Christ to everyone around us. We get to minister from that reality, offering love and hope as a gift. It makes Christ real. That's our reality. Nobody will believe in an invisible God if they see no visible difference between your life and theirs. Here's a tip. Be the right person in the right place at the right time. Position yourself, posture your heart so that you can be the right gift to your family and friends. In doing that, you will bring joy to everyone around you. Know that what you carry, you communicate. So if you are disappointed today, you will communicate disappointment. If you are hope-filled today, you will communicate hope and faith and joy. My question as we draw our thoughts to a close this evening is what gift are you giving? I'm not worried about what's under your Christmas tree or if you're a bit like me, Monday evening, make a dash for the shops hoping that you've got time. What gift are you giving this evening? I would urge you, give yourself to God. Give yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ. Perhaps tonight you're a believer. You're long in the tooth like me, almost 17 years and counting. I know I'm young. And I look younger than I am, right? I know. Fresh consecration. <laughs> I'll do a survey in a second. Hands up who thinks I'm over 30. Hands up who thinks I'm under 30. Oh, a few more hands. I'm over 30. <laughs> Perhaps you're a believer in here. Make a fresh consecration. Life can lead you astray. Challenges can happen. Allow your heart to be postured and positioned by the Lord Jesus. Allow it to melt once again. Let fresh hope arise in your life. Be restored to the day and the moment that you bowed the knee to Christ and the joy that you had. The scriptures are so clear. Return to us the joy of our salvation. It implies very clearly there that we can maybe have some of that joy eroded through the challenges of life. If you've never known Jesus, if you've never offered your life, that will be the best decision that you have ever made in your entire life. I did it, like I said, almost 17 years ago, and I have never, ever regretted it since. And I don't think there would be a Christian in this house tonight that would challenge that statement. Because we acknowledge what God has done, we acknowledge that he went to the cross, we acknowledge that he rose again on the third day, and he lives victorious in every single one of our lives. He lived to die because he wants relationship with you this evening. He wants relationship. We don't have to live abandoned. We don't have to live orphan-spirited, disconnected from the one who created us. He wants to give you that everlasting joy, that hope, that peace in your heart, to know that your sins are forgiven, that we have that fresh, brand new life in him, confident, certain that God is with us. What better way to enter into your Christmas season? Be the right thing in the right place. Now is the time. So with every head bowed in this place, I want to make an opportunity this evening as we've reflected for a few moments, as you've sung the songs, as you've encountered other Christians in this house tonight, have you encountered the one 
who can still the storm in every part of your life? Have you encountered the one that loves you more than you will ever love him? Have you encountered the one whose love stretches into your tomorrows, washes over all of your yesterdays and is in your here and now? A love that is in spite of, not with any strings attached, 